River Road, you got me running way back home. River Road, you got me running all night long. You got me singing some canal boat song. River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Niner Nuts. Dan here, along with just Eric. Uh, Eric, say hello. What's up, everyone? So, yeah, guys, sorry we're a little late uh, scheduling-wise, and James couldn't make it with us in part of that rescheduling. Uh, shout out to Spectrum for making it almost impossible for me to do this show sometimes. So, <laughs> <laughs> that little plug out of the way, guys. We have to talk about uh, our big game coming up. Finally, it's been, man, it's felt like a month since uh, we played football last. Almost, only... It's almost been a month. It's been three weeks. <laughs> yeah, for the uh, for the starters especially. Yeah. Um, but no, we've, uh, in the buildup to it, uh, we've seen how our opponent handled the Dallas Cowboys in pretty resounding fashion. They had no trouble with them. But for us... Boy, were the two weeks off necessary and very welcome because our injury report was ah, it's beautiful. We knew Seelan Farrell was very likely going to be out with his, uh, I believe it was his knee. He tweaked during the Rams game. But literally, other than him and the, what, uh, four or five people we have on IR, everyone's good to go. Everyone's good to go. Odom's back. Armstead's back. Jair Brown's back. Uh, every, every everybody is good and healthy according to kyle shanahan so that was phenomenal wonderful news i also saw that we were painting our end zone red which i did i i guess i seemingly forget every year that our end zone being red for the playoffs is a playoff thing so <laughs> that was just kind of cool to see but um but no this is gonna be a awesome awesome game this has been uh i don't know i've been very anxious and uh of course we're facing the packers again um I wish I could reminisce with James. We probably will next week when he's here. Uh, we went to the Green Bay game two years ago. Just how wild that was. But um, now I'll, I'll open the floor to you. Um, how, I mean, how do you feel uh, as we approach this game? Like, does anything stand out to you? Like, uh, just what? How's it feel? Like, do you think? Uh, I don't know. Are you ex excited as I am? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, well, I'm excitedly nervous. Really. I mean, like this is this is what we've been waiting 18 weeks of the season for. I mean. You know, I, barring some catastrophic season, you know, we knew we were going to get to this point um, where we were going to be a playoff team and we were going to be making a Super Bowl run. So, I mean, this is kind of like the the foregone conclusion of of what we spent the previous 18 weeks getting to. So, you know, it was just kind of like, all right, let's hurry up and get here. And, and, and now we're here. Right. So it's Christmas. Right. Oh, let's open up the gifts. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. But, you know, I'm, I'm nervous because it's a one and done situation. You know, anything can happen. The ball can bounce any number of ways. Um, you know, we saw in the Ravens game a month ago, you know, you get some tip passes that fall into the wrong hands and a, a game gets out of control really fast. And there's just nothing that you can do to overcome those bad bounces of the football someday. Some sometimes the the game just doesn't go your way. And that can put a complete, you know, destruction on an entirely great season. Um, you know, this team comes in, um, you know, with every everything set up for them uh, to make a Super Bowl run. You mentioned the health. Uh, Greenlaw is the only other guy on the injury report that is questionable uh, to play on Sun or Saturday. He'll, I'm sure he'll play. Um, yeah, Lombardi said that he just 
there's no probable. Otherwise, he would have had a probable tag. Oh, okay, yeah. So I mean, you know, it's just uh, this is this is it. As a fan, you know, this is what we've been waiting all this time for, and um, I'm very, I'm very confident in this game. I don't, um, I'm not nearly as worried about this game had we have been playing you know, potentially we could have been playing the Eagles or the Rams um, or even Tampa Bay, I guess, Um, you know, but, you know, Eagles and Rams would have worried me a lot more than this particular game. Not that I'm overlooking the Packers, certainly not overlooking the Packers, but just matchup wise, personnel wise, on paper wise, record wise, expectation wise of what you would think is going to happen in this game. This is a game we should win. If we don't, win this game you know we've said it a number of times on this podcast all year long it's going to be because we beat ourselves and it's not going to really be because i i don't think it's going to be a game like the packers just played where they beat the cowboys i don't see that happening to us i don't see the packers just coming out and putting the wood to us and and stomping us into the ground and just making the niners look bad it would be a situation where everything just goes wrong for the Niners and, and, and it's just a, a bad game. Um, so I'm excitedly very nervous. <laughs> yeah. I, well, first I couldn't agree more that I'm glad we're playing the Packers instead of, uh, instead of, I mean, Tampa, I guess I'd be at the same kind of level of yeah worried, but the Rams, no, I, God, I, or you've probably done the show and listened to enough that I, I'm very nervous every single time we play the Rams, at least as of late. I I just can't overlook the Rams for some reason. My brain just doesn't allow me to accept that we've beaten them. Maybe it's trauma from that NFC championship. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, saying focus on the Packers. Uh, yeah. What are you going to say? The Rams are good. I mean, like, they, they were a good team this season. I mean, they've played well. Uh, they had two receivers that were really good. They had their running back, who was also really good. I mean, their offense, Stafford, was really throwing the ball really well. He was, I think, in like the top six of QBs um, in the second oh, half yeah. of the season this season. He, um, uh, he made the Pro Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, like their offense was really humming along. Their defense was probably like average-ish. Um, but, yeah. uh, you know, they were really capable of kind of just hanging around with you. And those are the kind of teams that, that really – you know, concern me. And plus they're a divisional opponent. We've got a lot of history with them, which I know always spooks you. Um, so, you know, I mean, I would have not wanted to really play them either. I would have been much more concerned. So like you said, Tampa Bay and Green Bay, both the Bays, I, I'm, 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 I'm the same level of excited nervousness that I am right now facing Green Bay. It's like, well, we could lose. We shouldn't lose. There's no reason we should lose. So I'm looking forward and I'm anticipating a victory but there's always the threat that we could lose. Had we been playing the Rams or the Eagles, I would be much more nervous and be like, well, I don't know if we're going to win. I think we should win, but these things are going to have to happen for us to win. Whereas in this game, it's more of a, like, these things are going to have to happen for us to lose kind of thing. Yeah. I, I mean, as is the MO with Kyle Shanahan, if he doesn't like get off to a fast start, it's really, really difficult to like get back into it. It's not impossible. But we've seen what he's 17 and one in games where if he's behind at any point in the fourth quarter, like we lose. So, I mean, that's our MO, though. We're used to that. He I I mean, there's not really. I mean, we could go through some like some nerdy number stuff, but like just offhand, like I know uh, defensively, we might have um, 
we might have our hands full on defense. Like uh, the the front seven, uh, I don't think it can be overstated how important it is that the front seven actually plays up to their to their billing and their worth because we've invested a lot in the front seven between Warner's contract and Bosa and uh, Hargrave and everyone else. They have to really be on their on their game, and I I don't think it's overstating that because Aaron Jones has gone <clears throat> over a hundred or hundred and ten yards. I don't know if it was five games, including Dallas, or it was at least four games in a row. He's gone over 100 yards. And Dallas, it's still a stat. Dallas didn't sack Jordan Love. That's a credit to their offensive line. So yeah. if there's any key, if there's any like key matchup that I'm worried about, that's one. Our front seven has to come out of the gate like they have been as scary as they were in the regular season. We got to get Jordan off his footing and we got to plug up the holes for Aaron Jones. Like, yeah, ha ha. That's what she said. But, <laughs> but no, yeah. our front seven, our front seven, my point standing, my point still standing, like our front seven's got, they could potentially have their hands full with that offensive line. Yeah. Well, when we've been healthy, we've been very good against the run. Um, it's been those times when Armstead's been missing. It's been those times when Hargrave's been banged up or missing from the lineup. Um, you know, that we've had some troubles containing those runs up the middle and slowing things down. And then guys are getting off our initial defensive line and then scraping our linebackers. And then Warner and Greenlaw can't get there to clean stuff up as easily. Um, when Armstead and Hargrave are in there, they're usually occupying the guys that they're supposed to occupy. And then Warner and Hargrave, or I'm sorry, Warner and Greenlaw come in there and they, they clean it up. I mean, and they take care of things. So, I mean, as long as they're not missing tackles, which those guys are not supposed to miss tackles, and they're very good tacklers. Um, uh, what's our know, one problem we've had this year, though, that has been consistent in all 17 games? <laughs> it, 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 we have struggled in the tackling department for some of the, some of those games we've been good. Some of those games we've tackled well. But, yes, tackling has been um, an issue. So um, I, you're 100% right. The, the front seven has to play well. We've got to get to Jordan Love. I think that we will. Um you know, I, I think, you know, uh, not having Farrell is, you know, it, it's a bummer, right? I mean, it would be nice to have our full complement of players, but oh darn, I guess Chase Young has to play more snaps. What or a Randy bummer. Gregory. Yeah, right. I mean, like, <laughs> oh darn, shucks. What do we do, right? So, I mean, right. it's an embarrassment of rich- that. That's the one position that we can have an injury at because we have an embarrassment of riches um, at the defensive line uh, position. So, you know, not yeah. not overly concerned about that. I, I think we're going to get there. I think we're going to get home. I think Steve Wilkes is going to do some things defensively that, you know, Jordan Love isn't used to seeing um, and probably confuse him a little bit. Um, just dropping some people in and out, changing things, you know, give him some man looks and change it into zone. Um, those kinds of things that are going to be a little bit unexpected for him and try to fool him a little bit um, with what he sees out there. And just, uh, you know, just play their game. I mean, I think they have the talent. I mean, you know, Ward should be able to shut down one of their receivers. Thomas should be able to shut down, you know, with some safety help or whatever, you know, one of the other receivers. I was and, just thinking, uh, who do you think Ward will be shadowing since Ward's been really, Ward's been shadowing more uh, as the, in the later half of the season. Do you think they're going to have him shadow uh, Watson or do you think they'll have him shadow Dobbs after the game he had last week? I don't think he'll shadow anybody. I think he'll just stick on whatever one side of the defense and probably just play that side. So, okay. So what he, I don't think he'll travel this game. I don't think any of the green Bay receivers are not, 
<laughs> for all the Green Bay fans that listen to our podcast, right? <laughs> not not crapping on your receivers. I just don't think any of them are superstarish enough level to have him travel with them the entire time. I think. Unless, yeah, they don't have a Metcalf. Yeah, I mean, I think unless one of them becomes a real problem in the game, then maybe Ward sh- uh, shuffles around and starts traveling with them. But otherwise, I think they'll just play and line up with Ward on. Uh, I think Ward usually plays on the left side, which is the was, right side when you. Look I was going to say it. number. That's left what side. I was doing just now too. I was like, yeah. wait, the number ones are on the left. <laughs> yeah, he'll be on left side of the defense, right side when you look at it from uh, the field typically but uh he will be closest to us watching it when we're when it's on tv he will be closest to us than the bottom of the tv (laughs) yes yeah um so you know i think they'll just have him play his side of the field that he typically plays on and roll with it that way so right um, i don't anticipate that he's going to travel this week i would be surprised but maybe i think Uh, i think our secondary uh just to comment on that i think our secondary honestly is going to be a little bit more disciplined like we already we already got the middle covered so well between Warner and Greenlaw. And um, when we have a third linebacker out there, it's, um, oh, shoot, I already forgot his name. Uh, Burks. No, maybe. I can't remember. Uh, But we usually only have two out there anyway. But then on the other sides, uh, I love our trio of corners. I've sang their praises before, but I I love it when we're in nickel and it's Thomas, Ward, and Demo. I think Demo's been really great at nickel personally, Mm -hmm. uh, better than Oliver. And then yeah. now, now we have an embarrassment in safety now that all four of them are healthy. So we can rotate between Logan Ryan, uh, Tashawn Gibson, and uh, Jair Brown. So, all right, and Odom. Odom's back now for uh, mm-hmm. he's back from his torn biceps. So now we can rotate all four of those safeties, whoever's getting the best matchups. Like, I'd imagine it'll be Gibson and Brown starting, and then Logan will just come in for a couple snaps. But, um, but yeah, no, I think our, I mean, that to my point, I'm trying to make is I think our back set our back four are going to be way more disciplined than uh, Dallas's were. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think we've got everything lined up. I mean, we, it's a function of having the, the buy. It's a function of getting that number one seed. I mean, it's really positioned us to be this good off this healthy and this ready to go this week. I mean, if we had to play last week and really had to play in week, you know, if the Rams game meant something in week 18, you know, we would probably be in a much worse situation with all these player injuries and stuff like that. We would have new injuries from guys that had been playing the game. And some of these guys, maybe they'd be back. Maybe they wouldn't because we'd have had to push them, you know, into the game, you know, that would have been last week, you know, a game early or something like that. You know, the biggest, the biggest guy back is CMC. CMC's back fully healthy, rip roaring, ready to go. So, you know, we've talked a lot about, how we're going to stop and we're going to shut down the Packers. How the hell are the Packers going to stop and shut down the 49ers offense? That's what I'm curious to see. I mean, it's one thing to, to shut down, you know, the Cowboys and and what they've got going on. It's a whole nother thing to slow down the 49ers offense. When that 49ers offense is humming, get out the way, man. Yeah. Oh my God. The, no, it's joke. It gives Jill Barry some credit where credits do. He, he, he saw that people were calling for his job and he did when you look at the results the last two games that he's played he did he called them better yes you only beat the browns and then i mean there is some credit to beating the cowboys he didn't let the cowboys run over them uh in jerry world so i mean there is a little something to that we've obviously the cowboys always choke in the playoffs and some intangible things like that but joe barry at least seemingly has been doing better but 
it's back to that D word I keep saying, discipline. I think Kyle is way smarter than Mike McCarthy. I think our players are far more disciplined than anybody on the Cowboys. And the Cowboys just assumed that because they ended up winning the East and it's the R year. No, it never is. Like, <laughs> I think our guys are going to be a little bit more focused and exactly how are you going to, how are you, Joe Barry, going to possibly cover when we have everyone on the field, Juwan Jennings, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey, who are you going to send on the McKivitt side when we can just run away on the left with having Trent Williams as a lead blocker in the front? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm not trying to, like, bolster it up and, like, oh, we're going to steamroll them. Like, it's that's just how our offense is. And we're, and we're, we're facing defenses in the bottom half or even in the middle of the league. Uh, but even some top-tier defenses, like at the time, Jacksonville was uh, was a pretty good defense. Yeah. But that's, yeah, this is going to be a much taller task. Um, yeah, you smothered Dallas at home, but we're a wholly different beast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, without question. I mean, you know, throughout the throughout the season this year, in all the games that we've won, and I mean, I mean I'll pull them up here. I mean, we beat the Steelers 30-7. To Rams 30 to 23, only a one touchdown game. Giants 30 to 12. Cardinals 35 16. Cowboys 42 10. Then we had our Midwest debacle where we lost and it was gross. Then we beat Jaguars 34 3. Buccaneers 27 14. Seahawks 31 13. Eagles 42 19. Seahawks 28 16. Cardinals 45 29. Well, we lost to the Ravens. Commanders 27 10. Ravens top five defense, though. Let's keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, Every team that – and Rams game in the end of the season doesn't matter because we weren't playing. Um, yeah. But every every game we've won this season, we've annihilated the other team other than that w- one Rams game in week two. Every game, every game, we've annihilated the other team. Just destroyed them. Just ran them out of the building. So, I mean, how – if you're the Packers, if you're the Packers, how are you going to slow us down? Nobody outside of the Rams – has been with in a game that we've won, nobody outside of the Rams has been within two touchdowns. Nobody. So yeah. what are you going to do? I mean, like, I don't know. I was thinking about it the other day, and you know, I kind of went back to that that 2019 run when we went to the Super Bowl and got to the Super Bowl and got so close, and you know, we we just didn't finish it off. And then, you know, everybody was talking about the next year was going to be the revenge tour. And, you know, we were just going to, you know, we we're going to work our way right back to the Super Bowl. And it, everybody was had revenge on their mind. And we got just absolutely wiped out and decimated by injuries. You know, Jimmy went down. Kittle went down. Everybody was hurt. We had like seven guys on IR that season. It was terrible. Um, I think they're treating this season very similarly to that 2020 season. I think that they really felt last year that last year was their season. I think they really felt last year that they were meant to go to the Super Bowl and they were a Brock Purdy elbow injury, freak elbow injury away from going to the Super Bowl. And I think they're really treating this year as their revenge tour. I think they're going out and they are just saying, look, we're the team. We're it. We're the squad that was supposed to be in the Super Bowl last year. We feel like we got short at a Super Bowl and we want it this year. And we're going to just literally take it from everyone this season. Now, we're not saying it. We're not bragging about it. We're not putting it out there on paper for anybody to, 
you know, hang up as bulletin board material. But I think internally, I think that's the motivation that they really have this season. And I think that they're just, I mean, I think that's why they're stomping people into the ground this season, because that's the mentality they have is that just like, no, we're going to show everybody in the NFL last year, we were the best team and we got jobbed because of a freak injury. And this year, by golly, we still are the best team. And we're going to show you again, because we're going to go to the Super Bowl this year, come hell or high water. And I think that's how they're handling things. And I think they're going to bring that fury into this game against the Packers. And I just don't think that the level that they can bring with the talent that they have, I don't think that the Packers can match that. I I honestly don't either. Like, that's why we made the tr- that energy you're talking about. Like, it was even there last year when we traded for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. And then the freak injury happened. Like, I... I mean, we've played this, we've played that what if game many, many times, but I mean, that's why we traded for Christian McCaffrey though. And that's why I'm so, that's why everybody should be thankful that he actually was healthy this year in that cap injury two weeks ago, wasn't actually a real big thing. And every decision that has been made roster wise, because we did lose quite a few people last year, but talent evaluation in the front office, we've gotten every single per we've basically filled the gap every single possible way our state yeah we lost hell no who funga but look at who he had in the back jagger brown is awesome and we were able to get logan ryan too yeah like um and we've homegrown some people like ambry thomas finally got got it together we've homegrown a lot of this talent too which is a testament to our our money people like no we're probably going to be in cap hell but if we get this ring um <laughs> if we get care. this ring this year i could care less is what the Rams did. And I think we're going to be in a less catastrophic space than the Rams were. Yeah. Uh, honestly, we might, I, I, we, I don't think it's going to be that bad next year financially. If God forbid we knock on wood, something happens. It doesn't seem like it's going to be as bad. We're probably going to lose some people, but, but no, I'm just looking at, the, I just pulled up the, just the overall numbers here. Cause that's there on the athletic. Um, one very, the only thing, honestly, uh, the yards per game, Seventh and seventeenth, but it's only a thirty-yard difference. Went three fifty-two to three twenty-two, but that's mainly because the biggest thing I see here, uh, their run defense sucks. They're twenty-eighth in the league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So if they there's are. one thing that um I think our offense is really going to be able to take advantage of is that run defense. Is that run defense because that's a way to milk the clock. That's a way for us to keep the ball. And then Purdy's bread and butter is making the absolute most out of his maybe passing it 25 times a game. Like, because <laughs> yeah. we just don't pass that much. We just absolutely, we just really hurt you when we do because we catch you off guard. I mean, if we give a combination of McCaffrey and Mitchell 25 runs in this game, I feel like we're going to be just fine. I feel like that means that we've very handily won this game. I feel like it means that McCaffrey probably has every bit of 90 yards and two touchdowns. And well, Debo too. Debo can take advantage of that yeah, too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so sprinkle in three or four Debo runs as well out of that, and I think that we're doing. I think we're doing fine. I think that you know maybe there's a tendency to say, oh well, they're not good against the run, so they they're gonna expect that we're going to run so instead of that we're going to pass to throw them off because they think we're going to run and and i think in this situation with this game with the 
the level of talent that I perceive between the two teams. I mean, you know, they're, would you say, 28th against the the run, and we're it's third. 20, yeah, 28th yeah. against the run, and we're third for the run in offense. So, I mean, I think when you have two disparate levels of talent like that, I think you just line up and you put on your big foot pants and you say, look, here I come. This is what I'm about to do to you, and this is what I'm about to do. And by golly, if you think that you can stop it, then let's go, brother. Let's have at it. And I think you just line up and you smash them in the mouth. Yeah. Their secondaries, uh, at least raw number-wise, is about the same as us. But I think if they decide to try to load the box, I'd go for it. We saw Tampa load the box. We saw New York load the box. We'll pick on man coverage. That's perfectly fine. The only team that was yeah. <laughs> the only team that was actually good against the only team that was actually good against us in the past was um I mean Minnesota was a little uh Minnesota was a little tricky. Cleveland was just I'll I'll sum that up to the rain. But uh Ra- the Ravens are the only ones that really actually took control of us in the past defense. Cleveland's Cleveland's past defense all season long was very, very good. They played excellent man coverage all season long. Yeah. Um, so they were a tough opponent in that regard, but yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to load up the box with eight or even nine guys and give one-on-one matchups all across the rest of the board to our guys, someone's I, getting, I, someone's yeah. getting beat. <laughs> yeah. Please, please cover Ayuk. Please cover Kittle. Please cover Debo. Uh, and then we'll, we'll alert, 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 uh, CMC into a pass route as well. And, uh, good luck with that. Oh, <laughs> have uh, have uh have uh have Christian run a Texas route, uh have Kittle just burst up the middle and make a linebacker go on him. Yeah, like, I mean, like you're you're not gonna be able to you're not gonna be able to hang with that. So I mean, uh if, if that's what they wanna try to if that's what they wanna try to do, then by all means, you know, go ahead. I'm more more than happy to let them go ahead and 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 crowd the box and try to make that happen. But I, yeah, I Joe- don't I don't Joe's think that's really got his work cut. Joe's really got his work cut out for him this week. Like, uh, yeah, they got Jair Brown and I, maybe I'm just, I, you can only follow so many damn teams and to certain degrees during the rest of the year. I don't know anybody on the Packers defense besides Jair Brown. And he is a really good corner. Alexander. Or yeah, Jair Alexander. Yeah. He is a really good corner too, but I, well, he is, but he was hurt. I don't even know if he's going to play cause he got hurt last week, I think. So I got to look to see, I thought I saw that he was questionable, but yeah. questionable can mean he could be a game time decision. Yeah. So, I mean, he may or may not even play. So, uh, Unless there's even more power to us. Like, yeah. I don't know. He I haven't is seen. is currently questionable. Okay. Like, I haven't personally seen um, that much smack talk, really, which is kind of surprising. But, I mean, there's. It's nice to see that Vegas is kind of in agreement with us that. Um, it, we're nine point favorites. Um, yeah, I, I guess this is my last thoughts on it. But like, I, I, yeah, I think we'll, I think we'll handle this okay. Like, no, it's you, you got to worry about. It. It's a playoff atmosphere. Yeah, we're at home, and that helps a lot. But I mean, we have a history with the Packers recently. Like, we've played them. This will be our fourth or fifth playoff game, or fourth or fifth playoff game in a little over ten years. And it's like tenth overall, I think. Yeah, they. I actually, yeah, I saw a video where they smoked us in the '90s, and we've been smoking them now in the 2010s, but now carrying over into the 2020s. Um, but, but no, we're, I don't forget. Two years ago, it came down. We were playing in snow, but it came down to a field goal. Yeah, like 
I hope it's a game where CMC runs in four touchdowns like uh like our man uh Raheem Mostert did. I hope it comes I hope it ends up being like that and I hope we can throw uh Jordan Love off, but I mean, let's let's give credit to Jordan Love. He threw 30 touchdowns, dude, in the regular season. And this is yeah. his first year as a full-fledged starter. Yeah. Basically a rookie. Yeah, I certainly didn't expect that out of him. I mean, I was telling a guy at work, uh, you know, also a big 49ers fan. So uh, we kind of talk a little bit and stuff. But uh, I, I, I figure, I think the 49ers are going to come out and I think it's possible they look a little slow and a little sluggish for maybe the first two, possibly even three drives, um, attributing that just to not playing in a real game for about three weeks. Um, I don't want to necessarily call it rust, but just like kind of that whole like, oh, yeah, this is this is what a game speed is again. Like, right. You know, that kind of thing. Um, but then after that, like, I think it clicks and they start going again. And it's the 49ers team that we've seen for the vast majority of the season where they've gotten their 12 wins. And we're hitting some big plays. We're taking some big shots. We're converting, uh, you know, our big third downs that we do. Um, and we're marching up the field and we're punching it in. And this has all the earmarkings to me of it being a, a a close game at the half where it's probably 21-10, 21-13 or something at the half and ends up being probably 35-16 by the end of the game is kind of what I'm thinking. I, I feel like just by the time the second half comes around and we're sort of out of our little slump, from being off for three weeks, I think we're rolling, and I think it's over. Oh, thank you, ESPN. Really <laughs> what, what has happened? <laughs> um, it was about the Sabers. They gave me a hockey update for some. Oh, reason. boo! No, that was, sorry, that was really loud. <laughs> so that's but, that's that's what I think. I think we. I think it. I think it ends up being kind of nerve wracking through the first quarter and a half, maybe um, because we just look a little out of sync from from the lack of game speed reps. Um, but then by the second half, we peel away and it's it, it ends up not looking like a thing by the end of the game. Oh, yeah. I could see that definitely being how it goes. I, that's not a bad guess. Like, I, I take a lot of relief in the fact that we typically, I don't know what the exact record is, but I know we're pretty comfortable over 500 when it comes to playing after a bye week. I maybe Kyle's lost once, maybe twice after a bye week. I, it cannot be more than twice after a bye week, but we tend to play pretty good when we get rested up. Uh, at least we have in the past three years. So, I mean, yeah, I no, I'm, I'm, I'm certain, I'm certain these guys um, are experienced and mature enough now that they understand what this opportunity is. And I don't think they're taking the Packers lightly, but Kyle sure didn't Kyle. Kyle shoots it straight in the in the uh, in the press conferences, and he straight up was like, "Yeah, we were worried. We were thinking about a bunch of people, but uh, what at halftime? He was just <laughs> like, oh yeah, this is we're we're focusing on the Packers, like yeah. a little backhanded shade towards the Cowboys, but <laughs> <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I dude, the writing was on the wall at halftime too. For being if we're being real, and that's just what Kyle is. Kyle's just being real, like yeah." The, and that's kind of refreshing in press conferences. That doesn't really mean anything for this, but I really enjoy how honest Kyle is in press conferences. Yeah, I don't. I I, I agree with exactly with what you were saying there, Dan. I don't think I don't think that anybody 
in that locker room is is taking this uh, for granted. I think they're all dialed in. I think they're all serious. Like I said earlier, I think they're really – I think harkening back to that 2020 season when they were trying to go on the revenge tour to get back to the Super Bowl and it just all fizzled out um, because of the injuries and stuff, I think there's enough guys on this team still. You know, Kittle's here and Juszczyk is here and, um, you know, Debo is here and um, – uh, I'm, I can't remember all the guys that are, that were on the 2020 team that are still Warner is here still. I mean, mm-hmm. there's still a ton of guys that are carrying over from that team that like, you know, you, 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 you did all that and you got to the super bowl and it just seemed easy to get to the super bowl. Cause you, you know, Bosa and all that stuff, it just seems so easy to get to the super bowl and you think, okay, well, you know, shit, we'll just, we'll just do it all again. And it'll it'd be, and it'll just, we'll just be there because we're the good team. And then it all fell apart because they got injured. Right. And, 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 and it collapsed. And I think that when they went through everything, they went last year and they were the great, you know, the great team that they were last year and they were climbing all the way up and they, and they felt like, yeah, we've got it. You know, we're, we're zooming along. And I think that they could feel, you know, I think they could feel that as a team, like, you know, we've got this, like we've got a real legit shot. And then Purdy hurt his elbow and it all just collapsed. I think that they felt, I think those guys felt it all get yanked out from under them again. You know what I mean? And I think, yeah, that, I think well, it's that, that times too. Don't forget when we lost to the Rams too, like the turnover yeah. between last year and this year wasn't that much, but when you take in the year before that, it's still not that much turnover. There's still plenty of people from two years ago, let alone last year. So yeah. every, almost everybody in this locker room knows that whether they were at the Super Bowl or not, but two NFC championships in a row we lost because of a drop pick, which that's not really why we lost that game. I hate that argument. And then last year with Purdy, I can, yeah, yeah, no, I'm agreeing with what you mean. It's just, don't forget two years ago too. Yeah, that's true. This will be our third (laughs) NFC championship game in a row if we get there. Yeah. So I think they just have enough of that leadership and that experience and, and that feeling of like, you know, we should be there, but we didn't get there. So like, you can't take it for granted. You can't take it. You know, you can't just think you're going to be there because you're better. You can't just believe that that's what's going to happen, that you have to really go out there and you have to play hard and you have to make it happen. You have to will it into existence. And I think you have those guys on that team to really lead and to make that happen this season. And I just think that that's going to carry them through, especially this game. And, uh, you know, hopefully, you know, uh, Pass this one and then, then two more to get to the Super Bowl and the victory. So, yeah. Oh, man. Let's not go. Let's not get too far ahead of. Um, <laughs> I like that we're keeping this in perspective. And I think, honestly, that's a really good. That was a good final words to, to end this on. So we can roll right into our sponsor who has been with us for the entirety of this season. RoyalRetros.com. What's RoyalRetros.com? It is your go-to place to go get yourself an authentic throwback jersey they don't just have football they cover all of the major sports baseball soccer hockey basketball they're all there but for 49ers fans go check out the candlestick collection that's there right now it's curated bay area collection Uh, i did see some giants in there too if you're a baseball fan also but go find something nice you like there and use the promo code shady sports to get 10 percent off of your entire order again it's shady sports when you check out at royalretros.com Go get yourself an authentic throwback jersey today. It helps the channel. It helps us. We really appreciate it. And thank you, Royal Retros, for being a sponsor. Also, uh, James usually spearheads this, but in lieu of him, I will let you know that we have been doing a charity this whole year uh, in regards to raising awareness of 
how passionately we feel about owners not being held to the same standards that players are. It started with Dan Snyder. It's carried over into our de facto owner, technically our CEO. Uh, he was caught up in a civil lawsuit uh, where he was profiting off a company helping people cheat in COVID. Um, <laughs> then, um, of course, there was the Texas, the Texans minority owner uh, who has done, who has allegedly, I actually haven't followed up on the lawsuit. He allegedly did some really terrible sexual things in Kentucky. Um, but then, of course, not quite as criminal, but David Tepper's, uh, David Tepper in Carolina's moron. Um <laughs> And then, um, so basically we've been seeing all these stories and, uh, we decided to start a hashtag, hashtag owner accountability, play, owner standards over player standards. Cause we feel like the owners at minimum need to be at the same, but really if we're, if we're getting a perfect world, they're going to be higher than player standards. Cause you're the, the leadership, you know? So in the spirit of this, we have created t-shirts. Uh, we have, uh, this one is our more standard shirt. It's got owner standards over player standards and our hashtag there this one has the most variety of colors and you can see there uh you can get t-shirt long sleeve hoodie pricing starting at 22.99 and it is at bonfire.com that's where all these are going to be at and all the money from these shirts all the proceeds i should say are going to be going to a crisis center in kentucky the next shirt we brought this back we had this for a limited time when uh we were doing our Dan Snyder uh, campaign, but we've decided to bring it back. It is the owner Mexican standoff. So that one's available. Get it now because when it's gone, it is going to be gone this time. Next is our album art that you see. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen to audio only, uh, our alternate cover art is there. This one's really cool because it's got the the, pe the couple peanuts and the, uh, the gold post with it. I think it's beautiful in the standard red, but you can get it in blue, off red, dark red. And then our last shirt is our mascot. It's a little peanut eating even smaller peanuts in a bowl, getting ready to cheer on the Niners as they hopefully kick the crap out of the Packers in the divisional round. Uh, again, all those shirts are on there. Pricing starting at $22.99 on bonfire.com is in the show notes. Uh, no matter where you're watching or listening, just scroll down. They're in the show notes. I hyperlink it there every week. And like I said, all the proceeds are going to be going to a crisis center in Kentucky. Uh, so we don't want to dime for any of these shirts. We just want to help out some families in need and get you a cool shirt at the same time. So with that, our game is at 8.15. I keep saying 8.30. It's more the 8 o'clock primetime game on Fox with Kevin and Greg. Um, so that's going to be exciting. It's going to be on Fox instead of NBC. Break, it, break up the monopoly they have on playoff games. You noted that they have a crap load of them. Yeah, they did. Um, but yeah, the uh, the only thing of note that I really want to bring up is um, I just want to um, <clears throat> excuse me, I just want to just send some prayers to uh, Jim Irsay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts. I, I'm here in Indianapolis, so of course I have a pulse on the Colts, and I secondarily cheer for them behind the Niners. I want my home I want my home team to do, do well, of course. But um but no, as for as many things as we've said about Jim Mersey, there's been some news about him being in the hospital for a respiratory illness, but now things have been coming out that he possibly overdosed last month and this now is being speculated. This might be that too. I'm not saying it is. I just he's in the hospital and clearly something's been going on for the last month with him. And I just I, I don't know. Forever for all the all the all the jokes and criticism I've done for him. I don't ever want something serious to happen to him. Like I know his health has been in the toilet for a while and I just 
don't know. I hope he gets out of the the hospital sooner than later and can uh, get back to the office to help the Colts this off season. So, um, had you been seeing that story, Eric? I just saw it today. Actually, yeah, I read that he uh, had basically been very non-responsive and sounded like he had OD'd at his house back in December, and yeah. that uh, it just leaked out that that occurred and that he's been <clears> in the hospital again here this past week or so. And the Colts have been very non-committal and non. Uh, uh, given any press on or words on it at all. So, uh, you know, uh, certainly don't wish that upon anybody. Uh, his addiction struggles have been well-documented throughout his entire ownership career. Uh, well-documented. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a demon that he battles and one that, you know, sadly at his age and given the stories that keep coming out about him is probably something that he's going to unfortunately succumb to at some point in time. Uh, but you know, just wish him the benefit of as long as life as he can get it. So, yeah, no, I just, yeah, that's, it's no joke. He does do the, uh, the, um, kick the stigma here in Indy. If you hadn't heard of that, he does, um, he does do a lot of grants and, um, uh, benefits for mental awareness and, uh, addiction treatment like that. So that is really cool that he started, uh, kicking the stigma. Uh, Darius Leonard was a big uh, spokesperson on that too, but, uh, but yeah, no, that was just really I don't know. It's it's fun to make fun. It's it's fun and easy to make fun of him with some of the goofy stuff he says. But well, he's when, kind when of a deep... a, he's kind of a jackass. I mean, like <laughs> he could he could be a, a a person who has a horrible problem with addiction, but he could also be more of a nice guy. He's kind of an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. So, I, do, I mean, there is that. <laughs> I do wish him nothing. I, I do hope he gets out of the hospital soon. I just yeah. don't like it's just sad news in general. Yeah. I say that in yes, being fully aware that I've made fun of him quite a bit in the past year. But um, but no, just thoughts and prayers, real well wishes, um, praying for the family. And that's really all I got uh, here at the end. So uh, to wrap up this episode uh when this drops we got a game in 24 hours so hopefully you caught this before kickoff uh music is river road by justin muth and stay tuned for our parlay episode uh beat the packers go niners river road you got me running way back home river road you got me running all night long you got me singing some canal boat song, River Road, River Road, you got me running all night long. River Road, where have all the women gone? Have they kissed her hand and waved you bye-bye? Have they thought about crossing your double yellow lines? River Road, they love the way you whine and cry. <laughs>